You had a second meal? It was my fault. It was your fault, actually, yeah. Made us have little fried chicken bites at the pub. Second month. Yeah, it was a terrible idea. It was the worst episode we've ever recorded. It was the worst episode. And it was because we were overstuffed with treats. I know. I actually do it. I have a bone to pick. You made us drink an experimental concoction (laughs) at the pub. Can you walk us through what what it was? Because you had another one today. I want to make that clear. Yeah, but uh, I didn't have the chemical reaction at this time. One of the local breweries here occasionally, seemingly annually, likes to get funky and at Atomic, Atomic Brewery, previous sponsors of the pod in a way. Unofficial capacity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's through a third party, but, you know, they provided the booze for free. Yeah. I guess it was like a raspberry, an imperial raspberry sour, maybe lactose, a milkshake sour, some people call them. Mm. But they then added a meringue kind of whipped cream to the top. Yeah, and I just want to—I want to be abundantly clear that this, this you didn't a, finish yours. No, I didn't finish one. A little bit sweet, a little bit much. And also, this was a, a Monday at 12, two p.m. Yeah, but to be clear, I did have it again today, but without the meringue. The meringue was was absent. Yeah. So I thought last our last two episodes were, were perfectly fine, but if you found them wanting in any regard. Just know it was because Raf at gunpoint basically forced us to have meringue and raspberry beers with like fried chicken bites. <laughs> we're clean today. Yeah. We're operating. We're on a different wavelength. Live a little. Because this week we're getting professional. Professional network. We're talking about LinkedIn this week. Highly in-demand episode. Not really, but some of you probably want it statistically. Well, this is funny though, because we talk about social media all the time. Yeah. On Downround. So it's a highly trafficked topic. And we kind of talk about how there's very few successful ones, to be perfectly frank. Like obviously Meta, Inc. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Reddit, we kind of talk about. Reddit, Reddit we talked about. It's not really social, yeah, yeah. Um, But one that we kind of rarely bring up despite the fact it is objectively one of the more successful of them on an ongoing basis, is LinkedIn. If you look at successful social media sites, yeah, Facebook, obviously, Instagram, obviously, owned by the same parent company, I think you've got to put LinkedIn as number three. Snapchat is below it. Yep. Twitter is definitely below it. As far as successful, I mean like a functional business. A functional business that like generates revenue yeah. for shareholders. Yeah, yeah. In this case, Microsoft shareholders, but shareholders. Yeah, LinkedIn is up there. A hybrid of shareholder. Yeah, yeah no, believe me, I, I get it. Yeah, often gets forgotten in the social media stakes because it's a different kind of thing. Thing. And they, you know, the people that post on there and the people that use it are doing it for different reasons. And I suppose, crucially, does it bring joy? Uh, LinkedIn does not spark joy. I think LinkedIn is a fundamentally miserable place. Like, is it delightful? No, it's not delightful. There are people that find LinkedIn delightful and like feed off its energies. These are not good people. These are not people (laughs) you should associate with. Again, there is a breed of people who actually enjoy spending their time there. But for most people, it's pretty instrumental. You go to LinkedIn. It's a tool. You want something. You Mm. want some engagement for something. You want to find a job. You want to find a worker. 
you need to find someone like at a relevant organization mm-hmm. to reach out to or whatever. Yeah, you're doing there's some a, research. There's an instrumentality to it that the other sites don't have. Anyone that faffs around on LinkedIn has like something wrong with them <laughs> in their brain, which which we'll get into in more detail. But anyway, LinkedIn, it's older than you thought. It's, it's older than I thought. If I had to guess, I would have thought it was sort of around the same time as Facebook, maybe slightly earlier. But it was in fact founded before MySpace. Yeah, it was founded in 2002. As opposed to MySpace in 2003. There you go. Just over the line. You know, one and a half years after the dot bomb disaster. Sorry, I wasn't. There was also, I guess, another bomb-like disaster around that time, but that's not what I was referring to. It's not not, uh, down-round material. Reid Hoffman was the the main. Reid Hoffman, Alan Blue, Constantin Gorek, Alec Lai, Jean-Luc Valiant founded LinkedIn back in 2002. And then they launched the actual platform in 2003. So that's for the pedants. Mm-hmm. We're all going to swing in there and say, actually, it's focused being professional networking, obviously, which it remains to this day, although the focus has shifted a little bit. Mm. Here's like a, a thing that I think is kind of interesting is that like, although LinkedIn has been around for a very long time and has been like part of the internet landscape for a while, it's taken a while for it to kind of like unwind a lot of the old conventions and of, of like professional networking mm. it brought that stuff online for the first time well, think about it. What, what you do before there like email was fairly ad hoc you would do that within your own networks linkedin was trying to solve the problem of like how do you establish professional networks and do like the networking aspect of business yeah with people that you don't know and bring all that sort of stuff online yeah and that was kind of like... How do you bring resumes online? How do you bring resumes online? How do you bring the Rolodex online? Yeah, exactly, yeah. How do you connect with people between organizations and businesses in a, in a way that sort of like speaks to how the internet functions these days? Which again, if you go back into late 2000s mindset, where which kind of sounds ridiculous now, but everything was this but online, like online chat rooms, talking with strangers, uh, moving interactions online. So literally that idea, yeah, of... Networking in the future will just be on this thing you do online. You yep. know, it won't be this in-person operation. Obviously, like that sounds highly anachronistic and blah, blah, blah. And it's evolved a long way since then. But yeah, that was the idea. That was basically the pitch for LinkedIn. You know, it became like a fairly substantial success in the professional like white collar world. But it took, it, I reckon it took millennials getting involved for it to, or maybe I'm being like blinded to it, but I feel like it, required people who were socially native to start actually using it for it to really get a a kick along. Well, a lot of the things that made LinkedIn really take off, it wasn't what you would call a social network for the first few years of its existence. They didn't launch like public profiles Mm. until like 2006. So like a few years after it originally launched. So the idea that you could actually just browse people, which fundamentally I think is like LinkedIn's biggest win as a business. Yeah, The idea that you can go onto LinkedIn right now Whack open the search box, type someone's name. If you go to Google and type someone's name, often, if they're not a celebrity, LinkedIn will be the first LinkedIn result. LinkedIn will be the first result. And that's that's like a super underrated that if you search for a person and like preferably like them plus like the business they work at, but even if it's not, most likely their LinkedIn will be yeah. really, really high up on the list. Yeah, because Google will like work out your location and this, that and the other and the LinkedIn will be right up there. Yeah, they've created the incredibly powerful situation, which I don't think, apart from Facebook, no other social media network has been able to do. And like, you know, you can obviously argue about whether it's even something you want to do. But the idea of having someone's real name and 
all of the qualities of them, their professional qualities, like where they've worked, yeah, where they work currently, where they went to school, their education, quali- their, education yeah, their qualifications, yeah. all in one place, completely public. LinkedIn later moved into being like a, a social feed like everywhere else. They saw the, and a, a huge part of the growth of LinkedIn over the past 10 years is they looked at Facebook and were like, we want that. Mm. But for professionals and, and people that, that work, and they were like, we want that. So now that people share news links and they post that sort of stuff, if you go below like a LinkedIn news link, you will often see people posting like straight up racist comments, completely offensive, get into fights with people. Yeah. Except like right next to their abusive comment is like their full name and their job. Yeah. And you can click on their job and find their manager. It obviously it speaks to people not knowing what the fuck that you know people having no sense of how to conduct themselves online yeah but it's just it's surreal at least on like twitter you see people talking about that but they're hidden behind like an anime avatar yeah no it is linkedin is the most surreal social media i mean there are so many weird social rules and contracts and whatever that are going on there i mean for one like what are you trying to achieve when you post to linkedin yeah the idea of the linkedin news feed is that I guess you're like reinforcing your professional credentials in some way, shape or form. Like you might be showing that I am a professional that is interested in ESG and what have you and more women in the boardroom. And that's kind of like the angle you're posting. But you're posting in the context of two people who might either hire you as an employee or, you know, may become a client of yours and whatnot. Very strange framing around the idea of content, of like the kind of content you're posting. Because it's it's basically all just a resume. These are the kind of posts I would put on my resume. Yeah, exactly. If if my resume had a news feed and people get like, it wasn't just my current jobs, but it had like a new stuff on there, this is the kind of shit I'd be posting. There's a, there's a very small number of categories of LinkedIn posts. One is like sharing news links that are relevant. People will be like, oh, something's relevant to their industry. Mm. I work in advertising and here's, the, here's these new guidelines for how Facebook ads work. Yeah. I'll give that a share. Just let people know that I'm sort of, I'm on top of what's going on yeah, yeah. in the industry. Obviously, the other one is any sort of professional movement. I've just started with such and such. Yeah. Or I've just ended with such I've and such. such. I've just, you know. That and- is, I'm, no diss if you're out there, but you know, on LinkedIn, there's the, and I think they encourage the looking for work thing that goes around your profile. Like, remember the, I stand with I stand with Paris. Like, I think like Paris. the, the, I'm, I'm, the Je suis Parisian think, or whatever. Like, I literally think that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Except I am looking for work. I'm looking for work. With like the hashtag. I'm yeah. hashtag looking for work. That's like your profile picture with like a background or whatever. And yeah, I think it started with the like Je suis Paris or yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. And yeah. but now it's yeah, it's a green thing that says I'm looking for work is not good, folks. No, totally. There's also there's like the category of posts where it's kind of like just like talking about how you're kicking goals, basically. Like, and you'll tag in people on a project. Yeah, yeah. So and, proud of the team yeah, so to proud achieve. Of the team for knocking this out of the park. Uh, yeah. God, there were some long nights. Yeah. It was difficult to get this one over the line, but God, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have anyone else but these guys by my side. That sort of shit. And there's then maybe- two more. I reckon there's two more. There's the award ceremony one. Just oh, like the- everyone in suits. Everyone in suits. Everyone all together. Out. They're at the industry awards. <laughs> yeah, night. and they won the award. We're at the Australian Waste Management Awards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seventh year in a row, we've, we've taken <laughs> out most innovative. Dial a dump has taken it home again, folks. Like, you know. <laughs> and then there's some kind of ESG initiative to do with the place that you work at it's days like this that make me proud to work at Woolworths we've just announced that we are donating one cent out of every egg you know (laughs) 
every day is an interesting challenge at Rio Tinto. But <laughs> on day on days like this, God, they bring it home. Days like today that I am so proud to be an employee of Raytheon. <laughs> we have committed that by 2040, 15% of board members will be female. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's now a free tampon dispenser in the bathrooms at Raytheon. And if there's not, womb.care, fantastic organization that provides period care for business. Um, also, just finishing off a seed round. So if you're an investor looking to invest in a fantastic growing company, get in contact with me. I'll put you in touch with the founders, a very talented team. I didn't actually mean to give Raf that layup, but now that I've done it, obviously he's run, he's run with that very well. Good on you. But there is actually one incredibly key category that we have mentioned, which is probably 90% of content on LinkedIn, which is just like, Grindset, influencer, influencer, yeah. Yeah. motivation content. Gary Vaynerchuk clone. Yeah, like doing some sort of like hustle. There, there's like two kinds of it. There's well, there's two sides of it. There is helping you grind and achieve as like a lowly underling, mm. and then like the management side. Yeah, of true. There's a lot of posts, and because LinkedIn works on the same algorithmic serving, where like a bunch of people will like your stuff and all get served up. I had an employee walk in and like it's all broken up sentence by sentence yeah, yeah. with like big gaps. Super long. Well, that's the beauty of LinkedIn. You could exploit the long format, medium yeah. medium format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, I had an employee that walked into me and said, hey, both my parents just got hit by a bus. <laughs> they got cleaned up, pink mist. <laughs> and they said, can I have a day off? And I said to them, do you need a day off or do you want a day off? <laughs> and there was a long pause and then the employee said to me, I want a day off. And I said to them, what would your team think about that? Moral of the story is there's no I in team. Like, you know, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that kind of thing. No, exactly, yeah. for sure. I mean, and now it's polluted, obviously, Twitter and and well, a TikTok and other kind of big, comments. That's the big, yeah, Probably exactly. TikTok, a big social media. <laughs> Forgot to mention TikTok. We didn't mention like, TikTok. That was, <laughs> was like a, they're they're one of the ones but that seems to be doing all right. TikTok's not social media. It's, yeah. it's video. exactly it's video. It's, yeah, it's yeah. content delivery platform. Is the six thirty a.m. smoothie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six forty-five meditation. You know, there's that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. But that's now ubiquitous, I guess, across all social well, media. That, but I feel well, like that kind of started on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of that hustle stuff and like the way they. Just like the format of the post and the way it was written was born on LinkedIn, mm. which is like a terrible legacy to have because it's all fucking awful uh, content. LinkedIn, this is the thing. It doesn't have a nice taste in the mouth. We all remember it from, would you like to join my personal network, email spam. They were the first ones to, I think, recognize. Well, they, they did um, the growth hack. They, they were yeah. like original growth hackers where it's you sign up and without realizing you've given it access to your entire email list and then it emails everyone saying, would you? And there was even that meme in like New York Times or something. It wasn't in the New York Times. It was like that meme back in the day, probably when I was at uni. So long, you might not remember, mate. Maybe before your time, that was you can change any New York Times comic, whatever they're saying to just "Would you like to join my professional network?" And it kind of works with everything. Sure. But that was like a that was a huge yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I do remember that actually. No, but yeah, because they really lent into the annoying growth hack. Mm. And like all the skeezy sort of side of it, like making the email seem like it was coming from your friend rather yeah. than from you. They really like pioneered a lot of those strategies. And like, to be fair, those are probably the reason why so many people have LinkedIn because they 
follow you, those you just, things. At some point, you just signed up. You Because you got all these emails from people punishing. And, like, obviously no one actually ever invited you to the network. They just hijacked your account to, like, blast out mm. emails. Worked really well. Uh, you probably couldn't get away with it today because people were a bit more cluey. But back then, it was novel stuff. And obviously it paid off hugely. But point being, they went public, what? 2011. Yeah, and then subsequently were purchased by Microsoft. Acquired by Microsoft in 2016 for $24 billion. And I mean, it makes sense. It aligns with Microsoft having... Microsoft didn't have as clear a vision back then, but the enterprise company. And this is the enterprise social media. Because at the end of the day, LinkedIn is successful. As we said, LinkedIn is a successful social media site. It is weird and deranged and it is a weird kind of twilighty zone platform, but it also has a huge moat because it's the only one in that area. It's the only social media platform that is like, yeah, dedicated to this weird professionalization, white collar resume building, which makes it valuable. It does align with Microsoft. My one disappointment is that it hasn't been integrated further into um, Microsoft's products. Teams, for example? Well, I mean, it's integrated into Outlook. You can kind of it's basically just a button that says like view this person's LinkedIn or connect with this person on LinkedIn that just links you to LinkedIn. But I could see it being far more integrated into the whole office suite, which definitely is a positive. <laughs> As you said, it was, it's interesting to think about what they wanted from it because, and we've mentioned this in other episodes, you know, Microsoft is one of the companies that is huge but doesn't really have a mainstream social media network or at least like a general purpose social media network. Mm. Their two social networks are LinkedIn and Xbox Live. Um, And those are both kind of like angular to what the central purpose of social media is, which is also why, you know, Microsoft was in the mix to buy. um, Every time you hear about a, a social media company that's up for sale, be it like, you know... TikTok. TikTok, Tumblr, like these sort of companies, you always hear that like Microsoft and Amazon being mm. another one like this that does it. They've got Twitch, but again, that's like very niche or specific. They're always in the mix to buy like a big social media network. It always comes up. Mm. And one of the reasons, yeah, because they're on these weird angular sides. But uh, you can understand why they picked up LinkedIn. It completely fits in, as you say, enterprise. Oh, we've got all the tools people use on the enterprise side. Why wouldn't we own like the networking part of it, which is so crucial? It has now obviously become so crucial to recruiting and that aspect of things. So looking at their like, ratio, you don't, you don't get a full breakdown of LinkedIn's earnings, obviously, because they're part of Microsoft. You give what Microsoft give you, but their earnings are fantastic in that, you know, 6 billion from uh, marketing revenue, 5 billion from what they call like um, recruitment services or rec- recruitment solutions, something like that. Of that, $4.4 billion is recurring revenue, people who pay for LinkedIn premium, like LinkedIn gold, 15% net margins. So they're making a fair bit of profit on that. It's a good business. Yeah, it, it, it's great. Yeah, because that's the, the other part we, we didn't mention earlier is that one of the crucial things that uh, LinkedIn has achieved by virtue of becoming like the default online resume, the default online business networking stuff, the default online whatever, is that they are completely table stakes if you are a recruiter or involved in recruiting for any Mm. business now. That will be probably your first point of call is to, yes, you can use traditional networks like Seek and other job search sites and those obviously still play a key role, 
But if you're doing like direct outreach, especially if you're in industries like sales, uh, software engineering, you know, other other generally very high skill roles where you're mostly going to poach someone based on where they're working currently. Yeah. Not just putting a job ad out and seeing who, who bites, but mm. you want specific people with specific talent. You have to have a LinkedIn premium membership, which also includes like the even higher rates they charge for you know, recruiters and things like that because mm. they have a phenomenal amount of data. They know without even having to do a huge amount of outreach, they know who works for what company, how many people work for what company, yeah. how often people churn out of roles there. Yeah, exactly. Like the amount of data they have about every company in the world exactly. is insane. And which it leads to that weird thing where like, yes, it's more far more convenient, for example, to apply for a role as well as if you're an organization advertising for roles to have people apply for your role. You're not just getting like a weird emails with various different PDFs coming in. You're getting pre-formatted data and more data than the person who's sending it probably realizes because it's that is very easy to crunch and analyze, which leads to then it just helps with the idea of that kind of like algorithmic recruiting, right? And like yeah. algorithmic sorting and algorithmic screening of yeah, yeah. what actual candidates are recommended by the engine based on, as you said, this huge amount, this huge trove of data. Who would be best for this job based on the previous places they worked at, the amount of time they worked at it? Surely we shouldn't include demographic data, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows what they're doing back um, Then if you start to factor in like advertising kudos or whatever, like oh, this yeah. person has been recommended 21 times for strategic thinking or whatever it That's is. That's got to be the most busted. <laughs> <laughs> Designed thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, like, but who knows? Like, that kind of thing gets added into the mix. I've still, Obviously, education, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, on the, the data play, if you're a premium member, and can I just say, like, the premium, just for people that haven't even looked into this, of all the subscriptions online, premium is, like, one of the most expensive. Like, it's a 50 bucks a month. Yeah, but it's also one of the most successful, it, right? Because it, it actually provides value. It's successful, useful, like... And it's funny because there's almost nothing that's relatively mainstream that charges that much, mm. but the value is so evident. If you're applying for a job and you sign up for LinkedIn Premium, it will show you like based on your skill set experience, in what percentile are you, like are you in the top 20, top 10% of applicants for this job? Again, I'm sure these figures are like juiced to engage you, mm. but also will show you like 30% of the people who apply for this job have a master's degree. You know, it just gives you all this like yeah. absurd data and it's difficult to say how much of that is valuable. But they can flex on you and be like, we have everything here for you. I um, haven't seen it from that side of things because the flip side is obviously, A, one of the most compelling parts of it, and this is what they advertise to like normies, I guess, and uh, I've seen it for years. Remember like back in the day with Instagram, there was all these apps, add-on apps you could uh, that pretended they would tell you like, Find who's blocked you. Oh, yeah, yeah You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Find who's gone to your profile the most yeah, yeah. times. And all it's just lies. It's, yeah. All, it's Yeah, obviously just like weird lies that then scrapes your profile, I, th I assume, and yeah, then it sells, sells it. Yeah, it sells, <laughs> sells it to the Russian government or something. Something like that, yeah. I assume. Whereas LinkedIn actually genuinely have the find out who's viewed your profile. Yeah, like totally. you, you can see who's viewed your profile, which is like every one of you perverts out there, including myself, vaguely wants, you want to know that. Who's, wait, 80 people have looked at my LinkedIn profile? Like, who are they? Yeah, exactly. And also, like, the, the secret ingredient is all these other social platforms, they're really playing off your kind of, like, FOMO 
social climber sort of sense of like, oh, who's looking at my profile? Mm. And it's it's all intangible kind of like vibes. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, the vibes vibes are real <laughs> and people do. Another down round canon is that vibes are real. Vibes are very real and inform everything we do. But in on LinkedIn, it gives you like those little hints. It's like somebody at X yeah, yeah. looked at your profile. That kind of stuff is, they pump it up for marketing, but is relevant to like your life yeah. and how much money you make and what job you're in and mm-hmm. the people that you know. And they get that and they really play off that. So on that side, it's good. But the other side of it that they've done quite well at, and I'm surprised at how well they've done, is that you know if you subscribe to like LinkedIn Premium or whatever, you can send messages to people that haven't accepted you on LinkedIn, mm. and they always talk about how you know you get X percent higher open rates than you would get through an email. Well, you do, on and, and, and it's true. I'm sure you, you the Downey, listening to this, like you're more likely to read a friggin' inbox on LinkedIn than you are to open an email. Yeah, I, I read all my quote unquote inmails, yeah, as they call like these unsolicited. And a lot of, some of them, are, you know, you do get like the ad ones, which 99% of the time are like, you can do an MBA. And, yeah, exactly. And like that stuff's kind of bullcrap. But the I used it a lot as a journalist because you can be like, I'm just going to find, you know, I've, I've got LinkedIn Premium. I need to find someone who is has this job at Amazon Australia. Find them, send them a message. And the response rate is high. Often it may be them telling you to fuck off. But like you don't get that with email. There's I don't know if it's like a social thing where people are like happy to ignore emails. Mm. But when you see someone's little face and they've got a profile and you can scroll and find out where they went to high school because they've listed it there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's different. I don't know. But it works really well and they've obviously built a messaging product that's actually quite functional. Yeah, as well as some of the data they have is data that you can't really target as well on Facebook and other sites, which is I can target the diversity inclusion manager yeah i'm surprised that linkedin's advertising like the rest of microsoft's like ad platform doesn't really get talked about that much Mm. especially compared to like you know facebook's or even like twitter's twitter's yeah like you know twitter's is a complete basket case Mm. which is why people talk about it but at least people do talk about it they never talk about linkedin's one even though theoretically you can get on there and you can have like a b2b SaaS product or something that's like and you can go, I'm going to target only the chief technology officers mm. at every... At organizations with more than 1,000 employees. Yeah, exactly. Blah, like, blah, blah. This, this should be a complete no-brainer. And it does make a lot of money for them. Mm. A six bill uh, from marketing yep. activities. They, they make good money. It just ticks along. It makes a profit. Uh, it's the weirdest fucking place on the internet. And I think it was a good purchase for Microsoft... They have a social network. They've got like a profitable one. But also, I think crucially, it's not like a political liability to own LinkedIn. Yeah. The, the, the LinkedIn executives not being dragged in front of Congress about like poisoning the national discourse. Well, the moderation cost is something we kind of didn't talk about in the Reddit episode because that's basically something that they've somewhat outsourced, right? Like the cost of moderation. It's also something that Google, for example, doesn't break out what the cost of moderating YouTube comments yeah, are yeah. and Facebook occasionally breaks out to try and show like, look at all the good work we're doing. We've removed this much hate speech. And then everyone goes like, you had that much hate speech on your platform or whatever. And so like, then they stop talking about it because they just get shat on regardless. But point being like LinkedIn are dodging a lot of that moderation cost because it just wouldn't be that bad. No, Um, I mean, you know, there are the, as I said, the, the people who who post heinous stuff under their own name with their employer listed, but 
for the most part, I think there's a self-policing regard in the sense that, like, this is your resume. You can't be insane. Like, mm. you know, log on to Twitter these days and you scroll through, like, what's hot. You're going to see videos of people getting hit by trains and shit because that's just, that's just what Twitter is now. Yeah. Like, you have a chance of seeing, like, a video of someone dying. Yeah. Probably not going to happen on LinkedIn. No. The worst you're going to see is what we talked about before. The most cringe shit you've the ever most, seen. The, every post is just, like, mainlining intense levels of cringe directly into your frontal cortex. This is the thing with LinkedIn. If you describe it in any way, it sounds awful. Yeah. Like, but I guess it's a reflection of society. Like, uh, that is what... I want to specify, as a platform, it is awful. Almost everything we've said, I think, is basically a net negative. A place where you're basically putting your resume on show at all times, and that's how you... And anyone can look at it. And anyone can look at it. Your enemies can, go, can look at your LinkedIn and see where you work, you know. Yeah, exactly, an interface. So, you know, no personal privacy. A place where then people presenting as a facade. Yeah. Three... Adding to the algorithmic recruitment and hiring yeah, and like all ranking strategy. All these data has been sold to like vipers in the re recruitment industry. And yeah, shit. and it's using random data to literally rank you as how successful a candidate you are and how much value you'll be able to provide for an oh, organization. Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely socially poisonous. But <laughs> but then as far as an actual social media product as a is business, concerned. As a business and as a product, like it works very well. And like you know, as we said... The value of like their LinkedIn premium is like evident. For oh, some it's, it's vastly superior to like whatever Twitter and Meta well, are offering. Twitter, yeah, Twitter Blue and like verification on Instagram. These are all like nebulous social things. They can at least point at that and be like, if you do this, you'll be able to like cold message people on a platform where yeah. they're probably going to see it. Like, and see everyone who's looked at your profile and interested like, in recruiting you. And like, you know, yeah, this could be a force multiplier for you doubling your salary because mm. you'll be able to find the job and know. And that's the thing that like, you know, the, the traditional job, market platforms like be it like seek.com or indeed are going to find it really challenging to deal with because like they are still the default you will find a lot more jobs listed on seek versus linkedin mm. if you're looking for a job i don't know if that's just the way that the industry is structured or the what what user behavior is where people look first rather than looking on linkedin jobs page if i were to look for a job i would look on linkedin first i probably would now too but i think there's a lot of hangover from like the old days or whatever. And that's, yeah. and that's why I think why you see so many more jobs listed like that. Also the fact that like, if you're looking for something that's not white collar professional, you won't look on LinkedIn. No. If course. you're looking for like a forklift driver's job, you won't be looking on LinkedIn, most likely. Yeah. I, some of the organizations that I've previously worked at or whatever, they will only advertise on LinkedIn mm. and through recruiters, right? Like they'll, they'll go yeah, so to a recruitment it, agency and have an ad on LinkedIn. It definitely depends on like the industry that you're... That you're in but even so it's hard for those companies to, to challenge the linkedin thing yeah. because a you're advertising their job on a platform they most likely visit you know at least a couple times a week mm. as i said the people that are living on linkedin have a problem with their their brains <laughs> but like they're going to be looking at it a little bit you can target them directly you can reach out to them if you see them and like their content mm. And you can share their profile. Yeah. and Like you, if someone has not applied for a job that you have open, you can find someone, you can share their profile with the rest of your organization or the other people who are involved in the recruitment. Yeah. And the most that like Indeed can offer is like you have like a weird little profile with your PDF resume uploaded. Mm. And rather than having this vast trove of data that LinkedIn works with. Yeah. I, I can see it being basically the future of basically all white collar recruiting. Yeah. Although here's a little, a little fact for you. 
I'm not going to go into why I why I was doing this, but I, okay, for something that's a great way to start a, a little anecdote. <laughs> I'm not going to explain why I was doing what I'm about to explain. Okay, but I was I was trying. <laughs> okay, to, I won't ask for something for something that I was doing for my nine to five job. I was trying I was trying to find people who are American elevator technicians. Okay, Schindler's lifts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, so trying to find uh, people who uh, repair elevators in the continental United States. And a shocking number of them have LinkedIn Premium. They've got that gold badge yeah. on their profile. And that was the first time where I was like, because normally it's like recruiters, people who are real like tech industry hustlers, yeah, sort yeah. of the bouncing between jobs, whatever. Yeah, consultants. Was, consultants. Like, like, is it, I, when I say consultants, I mean like the self-employed consultants. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, a lot of these elevator technicians are forking out, I don't know what it is in the US and in Australia, it's 50 bucks a month. For me, a pretty penny, and then that got me thinking. Like, man, does the does the elevator technician industry is it all LinkedIn recruiting now? Because that would be like a big step up from just like the rest of it, right? The other like more white. I'm trying jobs. to work it out. Like, so what they're using it to be like, hey, just so you know, if your lift is a little squeaky, hit me up. I'll be there. Maybe it's like reaching out to like the white collar guys. Like, how long does it take you to get up to level thirty three? Or like, yeah, I was in your lifts the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The in-mails are usually like, I noticed that we had similar interests, so I thought I would reach out. It's that kind of vibe. That just like re- full generic, just like we have something in common, you know, yeah, that yeah. marketing kind of thing, but just like being way less specific. You write elevators? <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I do a little bit more than that. <laughs> Go and sign up for our Substack. You're listening to the free episode, obviously. Come on. Help us help you. Mm. By giving us $7 a month. And that $7, inflation, etc., that's not that much anymore. No, seriously, it's nothing. What, a carton and a half of milk? Yeah, it's a corn cob. Yep, exactly right. You can go to downround.net, downround.substack.com, or even just Google downround substack on Google, and you'll find us. There are so many ways to find us. You get your one free episode per week, which you're currently getting. Yeah, you continue to get that. We don't cut that off if you start paying. No, if you start paying, you still get that. Don't you worry about that. Um, but you get one extra one per week. So that's four per month. I think that's how it adds up. Four per month. Eight per month. You're paying for four. Yeah, you, sorry, you, I see what you're saying. You're now. so right. You're so, so it's right. It's like one dollar an episode, basically. basically. Yeah, exactly. Don't, one dollar and some don't change. Do math. You know, throw us some change. If you threw us two dollars an episode, we'd give you back change. Exactly. Although we actually can't do that. No, so, we won't do that. But. So don't don't expect any change back. Anyway, those URLs I listed before or check in the description of this episode. Sign up. We'd love to have you on board. Potentially more stuff to come down the line, but don't hold us to it. Don't hold us to it.